You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. Well, today we're, we're actually launching into a new series called Spirit Led, Spirit Led, where we're going to explore who Holy Spirit is, what He does, how we can practically develop sensitivity to His voice, and how, by keeping in step with Him, we can cultivate His fruit in our lives. Okay? So, we're not going to cover all that today. We're going to start on that journey today. But over the course of our series, we will touch on all of those things. So let's, let's just pray and, and invite Holy Spirit to, to really move in power as we open God's Word and open our hearts to what He might be wanting to say to each and every one of us. Because after all, we, we've talked about repentance, we've talked about baptism, and, and really God wants relationship with us. That's what it's all about. And Holy Spirit wants relationship with us too. So let's, let's invite Him to come and relate with us this morning. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've been here this whole time with us all. You've been moving, you've been shaping, you've been encouraging, you've been challenging, all those things, Holy Spirit. And we praise you that you are faithful and good. And this morning we pray that you would bring about illumination from your word to our hearts and to our minds. So, Lord, that we would not just hear things said, but we would feel the weight of things said. And then that feeling coupled with your presence would compel us to move forward either to seek a relationship with you for the first time or, Lord, to continue to passionately pursue an ongoing personal relationship with you, Holy Spirit. That's what we ask for today. Come and have your way. Come and move in power. And we give you all the glory in advance for what you're going to do this morning. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So when you think of Holy Spirit, what comes to your mind? Tingling. There you go. It was very quiet at first because I think that's generally when people talk about the Spirit, that's kind of what it goes, doesn't it? You know, for many people, even those of us who maybe conceptually understand the, the nature of God, the makeup of God, being made up of three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Trinitarian in nature, for many of us, we, we struggle to understand and, and comprehend who this Holy Spirit is and where He fits in, what He's all about. When we think of Father God, for instance, perhaps we, if we're familiar with Scripture, we might think back to Jesus' description of this, this Father in the parable of the prodigal son. And we think, oh, Father God, if he's like that, yeah, I get that. I can, I can grasp that. He's like the best father I could ever possibly imagine or know. I've, I've got it. I know what Father God, I know who Father God is. And perhaps when we think of Jesus, unless, of course, you're Ricky from the movie Talla, Talladega Nights, who prays to Jesus still in the manger. Has anyone seen that movie? <laughs> it's pretty funny. That, well, that part is, I don't necessarily endorse the whole movie. It was a long time ago I watched it. Anyway, he literally prays, we thank you, baby Jesus in the manger for the food. Yeah, anyway, 
when we think of Jesus, we think of perhaps the most incredible man who ever walked on earth and on water. You think of a, a loving, kind, patient, generous man who, who lived a life of sacrifice, lived a life of radical love and obedience to his father, and then, as we celebrated just before, went on to show us just how much he loved us by giving his very life for our sake, by laying down his life and going through death in order that we, when our life is, comes time to lay down, we will actually never die, but through faith in Jesus go on to live forever. And we go, yeah, okay, God is Jesus. I, I get that. I can, I can see that. But then we get to Holy Spirit and maybe for some of us we get confused. Our, our picture of Holy Spirit is, is kind of muddied. If we've read about him a little bit, we might think of him intellectually as the third person in the Trinity, but not really understand what he does or even what to do with him, how we are to interact with him. We might think of him as just this kind of supernatural force, or a divine telephone line, if you like, that kind of carries our prayers up so God can hear them in heaven. For many of us, if we're honest, we just don't know much about Holy Spirit at all. Francis Chan, he's a pastor and he's an author from the US, he acknowledged this when he wrote on this exact topic and he wrote a book called Forgotten God. And in this book, he argued, I think correctly, that, that churches on the whole and also individual Christians have tragically neglected the pursuit of Holy Spirit. Tragically neglected the pursuit of Holy Spirit for a wide range of reasons. Like, you know, let's just be real. There's, there's because indifference and there's also some, some wacky things that go beyond the Spirit of God, yeah? So there's, there's a big extreme there. But I think he's right. Um, we've tragically neglected the pursuit of Holy Spirit. And as a result, the fruit of it is we're not living and existing as God intends us to, whether that be church or individuals. As Francis Chan says in his book, he says there's a big gap between what we read in Scripture about the Holy Spirit and how most believers and churches operate today. It's so true, isn't it? Okay, let's dive in. Who then is Holy Spirit? What can we make of him? Well, I said it before, Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is God. When I baptized Dave just, just before, what did, what did I say? On the basis of your good confession, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, in line with exactly what Jesus actually commands us to do in Matthew 28, verse 19. He says, Go therefore... Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? So, baptized as followers of God in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. So, clearly, they're all one and the same. Another good passage to show that Holy Spirit is God is Acts chapter 5, verse 3 to 4. In this, in this passage, it's, it's the story of Ananias and Sapphira, or Sapphira who, who sold a field that they owned and told the apostles that, that they'd given all of the money that they'd received for the field to go towards the work of the church. The problem was they were, they were being deceptive. They were lying. 
in this passage, Peter confronts Ananias for how he, along with his wife, lied and kept a little bit of money for themselves when they'd actually said, no, 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 we gave all the money over to the church. We'll we'll read it and pay attention to who Scripture says they lied to when they did it. Reading Acts 5, 3 to 4. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. Pretty clear, isn't it? You lie to the Holy Spirit and you've lied to God. Holy Spirit, God, one and the same. Holy Spirit is God. Another thing about Holy Spirit is that he's not some mysterious, magical, divine force. Well, he is on the one hand because by God's very nature, he is knowable and yet unknowable at the same time. You know what I'm saying? He, he makes himself known to us and yet we cannot fathom the riches of his character and his makeup and his goodness. We could spend our whole lives pondering those things and never fully understand God, yeah? So on the one hand, he is mysterious, he is mystical, and he is definitely a divine force. But Scripture talks of Holy Spirit as being a person, a person, as a personal being rather than some impersonal, intangible thing. You with me today? Yeah? When different passages speak of Holy Spirit, they use masculine pronouns, Who's familiar with pronouns living in Victoria in 2023 now? Pretty familiar, aren't we? Well, different passages in God's Word use pronouns to shed light on the fact that Holy Spirit is a person and Holy Spirit's a he. John 15, 26, for instance, this is Jesus speaking of the Holy Spirit. He says, But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Further to that, Scripture says that Holy Spirit has features of a person. What do I mean by that? He has a mind, he has emotions, and he has a will. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 11, he he paints a picture for us of how Holy Spirit thinks and how Holy Spirit knows. He writes, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Paul, the Apostle Paul, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, he, he says that Holy Spirit can be grieved. And what does that mean? By implication, that means the Spirit can feel emotion. Yeah? He says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And back to Paul in that 1 Corinthians chapter 2 passage. It won't be up on the screen. But you, you read that and you think about it and you'll see that the Holy Spirit makes decisions, acts, has volition in accordance with his will. So there you go. Very, 
very quick. There's many more scriptures that we could look at. But to summarize, here's what we need to understand. Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is a he and Holy Spirit is a person. Yeah? You with me? Cool. Now, you might be thinking, well, this is great. This is all good. But what's this got to do with me? I mean, I'm in church and I thought there might be a bit of theology, but I didn't come for a Bible college lecture. What, what, how does this make any difference to my life? Well, I want to suggest that this is key to life. Understanding Holy Spirit, knowing who he is, interacting with him, developing relationship with him is the very key to living this life the way it's meant to be lived. You know, Holy Spirit's God, he's a person, and because he is God and he's a person, he's someone to know, he's someone to enjoy. Yeah? He exists to be known by everyone who knows God, who knows and loves God, and he longs to engage with and enjoy relationship with you. That's the reality. If you love God currently, absolutely. He wants, to, he wants to draw near. He wants to abide with you. He wants to walk every step of life out right by your side, being with you all the way. And here's the good news too. If you're seeking, if you're not yet following God, the same is true for you. He has a passion to engage with and enjoy relationship with you too. When, when Jesus had risen from the dead and was preparing his disciples for his return to heaven, he encouraged them that God would be giving them another helper when he's gone. Reading John 14, 15 to 17, Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Notice the thread of this too. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. A helper to be with us forever, to dwell with us and be in us. Yeah? Let that sink in. That's incredible. Like, really? You think about that. It's amazing. If you love Jesus, if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ and follow him from that very moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit actually dwells within you and is in you. That's remarkable. I'm not saying that it's remarkable here, but I'll believe you. Holy Spirit resides in you. From the moment, we're talking about Dave today on his baptism. It wasn't here that the Holy Spirit suddenly came into Dave's life. The moment Dave confessed that his sin, repented, turned to Jesus, that very moment, the Holy Spirit came in and dwelt with him in his heart, slowly abiding with him, helping him to grow and become the kind of man that God is calling him to become. Isn't that exciting? God's own spirit comes to live in anyone who bows the knee to Jesus. Now, notice that progression too. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And then what? Spirit resides in you. Might be a bit of a key there. We'll get to that down the track. Now, don't miss what Jesus is saying in verse 16 because this is really important. Jesus says that he... And this was historical at this moment in time. He says he would, 
he's going to ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. And this word helper is translated from a Greek word, paraclete. And paraclete is a bit of a difficult one to clearly define. Some Bible translations will translate it as advocate, others as helper or even counsellor. Whatever your translation says, it doesn't really matter. The gist of it's pretty clear. What Jesus is saying is really clear. Jesus is saying that he has served us as the original paraclete, the first paraclete, if you like, but he needs to move on and head to heaven in order for the second paraclete to come and dwell with people. You get that? So we don't need to... I think sometimes, and I've been here before too, I just think, man, Jesus, it would be so much easier if I was born when you were walking the earth. My faith would be so much richer. My life would be so much fuller and I'd just be on fire. And then you think about it practically and think, well, I'd probably be thrown to the lions or drawn and quartered or all sorts of other horrible things which put up as a Roman torch lit to keep the lights on at night, like think about it practically, probably not the best time to necessarily walk with Jesus, but we we have this mentality that, oh, if only we'd walked with Jesus. Hear this, friends. We can walk every single day of our lives until we take our last breath through faith in Jesus with Holy Spirit, with God, dwelling in us like come on (laughs) like i i just really feel we need to get this because so much of of the christian life we can we can get caught up in in strategies and all these sort of things in growing you've got the spirit of god dwelling in you if you love jesus You've got the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the living God, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. And that should change everything. We can walk every single day of our lives through faith in Jesus with Holy Spirit, with God, dwelling within us, empowering us, encouraging us, fueling us, comforting us, rebuking us, guiding us forevermore. We can actually experience, as Jesus says, um, the thief came to steal, kill and destroy, but I came that they may have life and have it in more abundance or, you know, to the full. But we can actually experience life in all its fullness because Holy Spirit dwells in us. Because Holy Spirit dwells in us. We can as often as we like. In, In this regard, as we were saying before, God's done all the work. But in this regard, it's kind of on us. Holy Spirit's there. He wants to move. He wants to comfort. He wants to do remarkable things to to bring the love of God to this broken world. And yet, really, unless we want it, it's not going to necessarily happen. We can, as often as we like, speak with and enjoy intimacy and ever-deepening relationship. With Holy Spirit. Like, are we getting this this morning? Like, really? Are we, are we, are we excited? Do, doesn't that blow your mind as you think about that? 
Holy Spirit is God. Holy Spirit is a person. And Holy Spirit dwells in you. And he will dwell in you and anyone if we turn and place our faith in Jesus Christ forever. Forever. And you know, as I I, I said before, naturally this mind-blowing truth, this profound spiritual reality should have should have radical implications for how we go about our lives. But I think I'll, I'll say this pretty straight, and this is not directed at anyone, so if it hurts, it's the Spirit, it's not Pastor Joel. <laughs> I'll say it straight. Many believers can be saved and then go on living life as though Holy Spirit doesn't exist. Many believers can be saved, genuinely saved, but go on living their lives as though Holy Spirit doesn't exist. Living life in their own strength, living life in their own wisdom, neglecting the ongoing divine help that God the Father always planned to give us in His Spirit and then wondering why it's such a chore in like striving to keep the commandments or, you know, you know what I'm getting at? Who's ever been in a boat? Yep. My, um, some of us here have. My, my daughter Naomi was in one just last January and, um, well, safe to say the fish loved what she fed them. Anyway, imagine yourself jumping into a boat. This boat. It's in fantastic shape. It's safe. It's seaworthy. It's got multiple outboard motors. 200 horsepower. Yamaha Motors. You know you're going to get to where you need to go and you're going to get there fast. Now imagine this. You get in a boat like that. You see what's on offer. You see the motors there. And then you go and reach for the oars. And then you start rowing to your destination. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, this will be good for the arm workout, but oh. And people would look at you like you're mad, wouldn't they? Like, imagine that. You're out in Port Phillip, you're in a fancy-looking boat, and then they see you, one of you on each side, with a, like in um, Asterix and Obelix, like rowing, <laughs> rowing back, in, back in Roman days. And they just go, what on earth are they doing? Don't they know that this is a motorboat? They're going to try and get there themselves. That's absolutely ridiculous. Now, here's the thing. This is all too often, all too often, how many of us go about our Christian life. All too often. We jump in the boat, so to speak. Yeah, I won't jump in that. We jump in the boat, so to speak, with Jesus we trust in his sacrifice. We, 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 we love and we're so grateful for his death on the cross, for the forgiveness of our sins, for our salvation. And then we get going on life and we walk the journey in our own strength. We grab the oars. We muscle up. And we get rowing on the road of serving and growing in God's likeness. All the while... 
neglecting the very power God has provided for us to live our life's journey well. Can anyone relate to that? Don't have to raise your hand. I know everyone can relate to that. Friends, we're going to be going deeper over the next couple of weeks and looking at other aspects of life with Holy Spirit. But today, I just felt, as I was prepping for this, Holy Spirit just said, keep this simple. Where are you at today with him? Where are you at today with Holy Spirit? Are you trying to do this thing called life alone in your own strength? Or are you working with Holy Spirit, allowing him to empower and guide you and strengthen you in life? Perhaps you're here today or, you know, um, and you're not following Jesus. Maybe you've kind of thought over the course of your life that, that this life is kind of difficult. This life, as much as there's moments of meaning and, and there's moments of joy, there's, there's just, I don't know, maybe something about it. Maybe, to, to use the words of Alpha, maybe there's more to life than this. Maybe there's something else out there, some other thing that would bring more fulfillment and purpose and meaning to my life. And maybe you're thinking, even as I've shared today on on the Spirit of God, like, could this actually be true? Could this actually be true? Is there more to life than what I've experienced so far? I just want to encourage you today. We're going to have a time of prayer in a moment. And make today the day where you place your faith in Jesus Christ. And in that moment, you will receive Holy Spirit, who we've been talking about this morning. And he will abide with you forever and literally your life will never be the same if you do and if you're not here in person but you're seeking and you're watching online please get in touch with us we'd love to meet up in person and and have a chat and pray together because in the end friends life is meant to be lived life is meant to be lived and life is best lived in relationship with God so if you're seeking today turn to him today The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't leave it for tomorrow. You might get hit by a bus on the way home. That's the reality. I'm not, that's a bit blunt, but it's the reality. I always say that, don't I? It's really bad. Sorry about that. But we don't know. Our days are written. Our days are numbered. None of us know if we'll wake up tomorrow. Don't wait for tomorrow. Choose to follow Jesus Christ today. And the Spirit will be yours and will abide with you forever. Nothing better than that. And perhaps there's some of us here who've been following Jesus for, for a short time or many, many years. And for whatever reason, you just, as, I, as I've been sharing today, you've been like, oh man, I've been doing it alone. I've been, I've been muscling up. I've been, yeah, if I'm, if I'm real with myself, I've been neglecting a relationship with Holy Spirit. I haven't been allowing him to truly fill and empower me to love God and love others. Or perhaps, maybe for some of us, we've been following Jesus and we've never actually asked, we've never invited Holy Spirit to actually fill us, actually have his way in our lives to guide us. Again, don't wait for tomorrow. Choose today to receive prayer and start a relationship with Holy Spirit that will last with you forever. Wherever you're at, 
here's the good news. Every single woman, child, man, this is true for you. Holy Spirit longs to dwell with you. He wants nothing more than to dwell with you. You might believe it. You might think, why would God want to come and hang out with me? Let me tell you, his love is incredible. If he can love me, (laughs) then I reckon he can probably love you. You know, his love is remarkable. He longs to reign in people's lives. Because, you know, sometimes we think of God as being the boss and we think, oh, great, now I've got another boss. I've got one of those nine to five. It's not like that. God, God reigns in love and guides his people, guides people who trust him in his paths that lead to everlasting life. They're always better, always better. Might not feel like that at times, but it's always better. He wants to refresh, encourage, comfort, and guide you. And I believe this morning that he wants to fill many of us to overflowing with a fresh touch of his divine presence and power. And I guess the question for all of us is this, will we actually let him? Will we let him? Are we hungry for him? Are we willing to cease laboring, to stop, to put the oars down? Do our arm work out in a different way? And surrender and embrace a new and embrace a newfound level of peace and power as we partner with him. Francis Chan says this in Forgotten God. Christ said, It is better for us that the Spirit came. He did. And I want to live like I know that is true. I don't want to keep crawling when I have the ability to fly. Amen to that. Don't keep crawling. Don't keep crawling, friends. This Christian walk isn't meant to be crawled. This life isn't meant to be crawled. This life is meant to be lived in surrender to Holy Spirit. Let's learn to fly. So we're going to, maybe Laura, can you come and play for us for a moment? And Justin and Leela, if you want as well. We're just going to wait together just for, just for a moment on the Holy Spirit and, and invite him to, to do what he wants to do. And as I've been sharing, if, if this has just really resonated with you and you just like, you know what, I just want to receive prayer. I want a fresh touch or maybe this is something I've never pursued before. I'm a little bit nervous, but it, I think it might be okay. Come forward and we'll pray for you as well. Or if you're here and, and you're um, seeking spiritual truth and you're like, you know what, I've heard about how Dave's lives turned around. I've heard that testimony. I want that testimony to be mine too. Can I encourage you? Come to Jesus this morning. He has open arms and he welcomes anyone who would humble themselves and simply approach him. Let's just wait on Holy Spirit together. Thank you, Holy Spirit.